Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to the Lost Islamic History podcast. In our last episode, we discussed the Crusader march down the coast of the Mediterranean Sea to Jerusalem in the summer of 1099, and how just a few days before the beginning of the month of Ramadan, Jerusalem was conquered by the Crusader army. The entire civilian population of the city was massacred, probably around 70,000 men, women, and children. In this episode, we're going to talk about the occupation of the Holy Land and the Muslim reaction to it. Now, at this point, you'd think that the reaction from the rest of the Muslim world was going to be one of outrage after the conquest of Jerusalem. You can probably imagine Muslim armies from all corners of the Muslim world coming together to liberate the conquered holy city. The reality, however, was much different. To understand what the Muslim reaction was actually like, let's take a look at the story of one individual from Damascus. Abu Sa'ad al-Harawi was a Qadi, or a religious judge, originally from Afghanistan, but living in Damascus when the Crusaders attacked. As soon as he heard of the massacre of Jerusalem, he traveled with a large group of refugees for three weeks through the hot Syrian desert to reach Baghdad, the seat of the Caliphate of Islam. On August 19, 1099, the Qadi of Damascus burst into the Great Mosque of Baghdad in the middle of the afternoon and began to eat tons and tons of food. The problem here being that it was Ramadan, a time when Muslims fast from sunrise to sunset, and here was a Qadi, someone who was very well versed in the prohibitions of eating during Ramadan, eating. People began to surround him and yell at him for being so open about committing a major sin, especially being a religious leader. He stopped eating once there was a huge crowd around him, and he yelled out to the people, How can you be so angry about someone breaking the fast while thousands of Muslims have just been massacred in one of Islam's holiest places? After a lengthy lecture, his words sunk in with the community especially when they heard the stories of massacre and pillage told by the refugees themselves. Abu Sa'ad led a huge crowd through the streets of Baghdad, eventually to the palace of the Caliph. When he got his chance to talk to the Caliph, a young man named Al-Mustazhir Billah, he begged him to lead a united Muslim army to liberate Jerusalem. Al-Mustazhir Billah promised to put together a committee to discuss the possibility but nothing ever came from his promises. See, the caliph at this point was nothing more than a figurehead. His authority barely extended past the walls of his palace. The old Abbasid Caliphate founded in the year 750 was just a shell of its former self. Decentralization and disunity made it completely, completely powerless. Instead, you had roaming warlords that ruled small kingdoms throughout the Muslim world. Modern Syria, Iraq, Iran, Turkey, and Central Asia were all dominated by these warlords that were constantly fighting against each other. The Muslim world never sent a large unified army to defend Jerusalem. That's because they were too busy fighting against each other. So what did the Crusaders do in this environment of disunity and petty inter-Muslim wars? They established four Crusader states along the Mediterranean coast the Kingdom of Jerusalem, the County of Tripoli, the Principality of Antioch, and the County of Edessa were all established on conquered land. They were organized as European feudal kingdoms, with knights, counts, and peasants. Muslims were expelled from most of the big cities along the coast, although peasant farmers were allowed to remain on their farms. But now knights basically owned the lands and the prophets and the peasants themselves. Tons of Europeans poured into the Holy Land, mostly from France, but also from Germany, Italy, and England. They were the new elites in these crusader kingdoms. 
Muslims became oppressed minorities in their own land almost overnight. It's actually a little bit difficult to find information about how Muslim peasants lived in the Crusader states because the Crusaders almost never even mentioned them in their writings because they didn't deem them important enough. What the Crusaders did record, however, was their treatment of the city of Jerusalem. After the massacre of the 70,000 people of Jerusalem, they burned the bodies and took all their possessions. Crusaders wanted to remove any non-Christian presence from the city. For this reason, the synagogues were all burned down or destroyed, as were many of the city's mosques. For the Al-Aqsa Mosque, however, the Crusaders decided to use what was already there. They turned the mosque into a palace for the new Frankish King of Jerusalem. They put up walls throughout the prayer hall of the mosque, dividing it into separate rooms and apartments. The nearby Dome of the Rock building was turned into a church, and a giant cross was erected at its very top. Needless to say, there was no prayer in any mosque in the city, as Muslims were not allowed to enter Jerusalem. Despite all of these offenses, the Muslims in the land surrounding Jerusalem did nothing. The governors of different cities continued to fight against each other and paid very little attention to the Crusaders. In some cases, they would even ally with Crusader kings against mutual enemies. In others, they would pay tribute to the Crusaders to avoid being attacked. The Muslim leader of the city of Aleppo at one point actually put up a giant cross at the top of the tallest minaret in the city because a Crusader king demanded that he do it or else he would be invaded. The Muslim political leaders of this time clearly were not very interested in the freedom of Jerusalem. That is, until the reign of a man by the name of Imad ad-Din Zengi from the Syrian city of Aleppo. We will discuss him and how he turned the tide against the Crusaders in our next episode, so stay tuned. You can subscribe to us on YouTube, just search for Lost Islamic History, and visit our website at lostislamichistory.com.